How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Taking a look at today's top story, trend, or topic as John and Hugh kick off their final hour with The Big Story. You already know Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Morning show with John and Hugh. A big story today. The Atlanta Braves continue their homestand after taking two or three from the Milwaukee Brewers. And at the moment, the Braves sit by three one-hundredths of a percentage point, but nonetheless by three one-hundredths of a percentage point in second place in the East. They are uh, six games back of the Mets, tied with the Marlins, who are also six games back, and they have a three-percentage-point lead. Phillies are seven games back, so it's you know kind of a three-team tie behind New York. Mets are 20 and 10. The Braves are 14 and 16. But the good news for the Braves is they have won three of their last four. Uh, and so we'll see if they can kind of build on that as this homestand continues. You got another really good outing from Charlie Morton, as we talked about. And now you get the Red Sox coming in uh, tomorrow for a couple of games. And so, Hugh, I, I think that it'll be really interesting to see if you can get a three game win streak for the first time this year with these games against the Red Sox. And again, only two. They're in just a cup of coffee here. Uh, it'll be Kyle Wright on the mound tomorrow. And then. Uh, Ian Anderson on Wednesday, uh, back-to-back games, and then another day off on Thursday. So you get two days off this week on this homestand, which is another good thing because the Braves have played a lot of games. Mm -hmm. So you get a chance to rest this week today and Thursday. You don't have to travel in either day because you're at home. So um, when the Padres come in for the weekend, you ought to be, as baseball goes, fully rested and ready. So let's get this going. So, yeah, we got to get it going. I mean, like uh, unlike you, I'm, I'm, I'm not that concerned. About the Braves, but yeah, it would be nice to get get this, uh, you know, get on the winning ways a little bit. And with the Braves off today, the attention and focus will turn uh, to the National Football League with uh, the NFL. And we mentioned this earlier. Oh, I do. Before I get to the NFL, and I'll get to it. I just do. I want to make sure I don't forget to do this. I just found out to you that the American Football Coaches Association is now saying it will uh, put forth uh, rules to uh, uh, set limits on the transfer window. On they the are. They yes. should. Yeah. Uh, now, how they work that out when they go to their convention, but you know, they're going to try and do that. So we'll see if they get uh, some rules passed about, you know, putting some some guardrails on this transfer portal so that we have as fans and coaches, because right now we everybody go anytime, anywhere, all the time. You know, it's just like, as you said, the Wild West. Wild, Wild West. Wild, Wild West. Uh, so uh, you get um, – yeah, the NFL today releasing what they're calling select games here. They they gave you the international games, the what, five, right? Yeah, three in London or three in England, uh, one in Germany, one in Mexico last week. Select games, key games, I would imagine that uh, later today when they release it will include games like the L.A. Rams will have, obviously, the season opener because they are the defending Super Bowl champions who they will face you know, in the season opening game here. 
And we know who everybody's playing. We just don't know, obviously, when and where. You know, who's going to be on Monday Night Football, who's going to play on Christmas, who's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, on Thursday night games, things of that nature. Uh, so we'll find out all that schedule coming up on May 12th on Thursday. Uh, we'll find that, that that schedule out. Today there will be some select games. We'll find out the opening game. We may find out some key Monday night games. And because of that, ESPN was asking a question this morning on uh, on their shows about what is the most exciting matchup. Again, we know what the matchups are. We just don't know when they are. Dan Orlovsky is out there. <laughs> now, think about all the possible matchups this year. And so that, Dan, I got one that pops in my head automatically. Okay, what is it? It's Tampa, uh, L.A. Yeah, Rams and Tampa are playing this year. That's yeah. absolutely a key matchup. That's a, I mean because of the way they beat up they 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 made Tom Brady retire last year. Mm-hmm. They got on that they got on that that uh, <laughs> I was about to say something. I'm gonna keep it clean though, Abe, because Abe working both boards now. Uh, but they they got after him. They got after him last year. So that's definitely a game that I'm looking forward to watching because I want to see how Tom responds to that. Because the last time we saw him, he retired. After that, he was like, "Man, I'm done." Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah, Rams and Bucks is absolutely one of the key games on the schedule, at least on paper, right? And that's what we're talking about right now, how, how the season itself plays out in weeks 16, 17, 18. Different story, but on paper before the year, Rams and Bucks is one of the key games. How about the Bills and the Chiefs, Hugh? That's a really good game. Yeah, right? How about uh, the Packers at Buffalo, especially if they put that game like Christmas? How about Christmas? How about a Packers-Bills game Christmas in Buffalo? I mean, would that be an interesting game? Aaron Rodgers going yeah. in, right? Okay. Dan Orlovsky, you've got all these games out there. What's the game that is the marquee game for you on the schedule this year? Uh, it's the Saints and the Bucks. That's what he the, said. The, the what? Come again? Yeah. Hello? What? You know what? I, I was I was talking to a friend of mine, and and I hate that I do this because to make it to the NFL, I mean that that that's something that a lot of people don't get to do. I, I really, and, and it, it has nothing to do with the fact that I used to work at ESPN and now he does and I got fired. None of that. It's just that certain dudes, especially quarterbacks, and maybe, I'll be honest, maybe it's because I hate quarterbacks, but it's certain dudes, when they talk about, like, quarterback play or certain things, I tend to tune them out a little bit. That's the what's the uh, Hasselbeck, the young Hasselbeck, Tim, and Orlovsky, because both of those guys were high. Hot garbage. I was wrong for saying that. I, I apologize. Because, I, I mean, that, that's not right. They both played in the NFL, and they played for a long time. But it's something. Like, seriously. And I know I cannot be the only ex-player that when I hear those two guys talk about football and quarterback play, I look at it and be like, for real? And then I try to – like, it was one time, uh, was it, Orlovsky was talking about mistakes that mm-hmm. were being made. Right, and he was killing. I forgot which quarterback he was. He was killing, and I remember looking online, and To went in at him like, "Dog, you mean like when you ran out of the back of the end zone?" <laughs> and I was like, "I feel that way." And it's it's not right. Listen, I know I'm not right for feeling like that. I know I'm not right for feeling like that. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that that Randy Max teammate? That was Randy's teammate at one time. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not right for 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 doing that man like that because he played in NFL, and I know he had some shining moments in NFL. But initially when I see them on TV and I hear them talking about quarterback play as passionately, him and, and Hasselback as they do, I, I look and I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm pretty sure, you know, I mean, it, it, like I said, it's not fair. It's not fair to them. It's not cool. It's not cool, but I, I do think that. Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have been a 
great players. Sometimes great yeah, players yeah. don't make great a- analysts, and they yeah, don't make great it, coaches. Sometimes the bad players make great analysts and, and make great – look, Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit was a bad football player at the college level. He wasn't any good. He was a damn good analyst. Yeah. I mean, he's as good as a I, – I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Kirk. Her, he'll drive me. I'll argue with him, but I think he knows no, his no, stuff. No, Kirk knows his stuff, and it, and that's why I say it's it's only certain people, and it's probably, you know, it's it's because I guess, like I said, it's just the for whatever reason, it's those two. It's not. It's nobody yeah, else. I don't. It's those two for me. Right. It's those two. Well, and as a, as a talk show host and as a you know sports media guy, uh, I don't. I'll say things, but I don't ever just. Say things for the sake of saying things. If I if I make a big statement, it's because I actually believe it. And by the way, I usually I, I can back it up. At least in my it becomes if, if even if it's an opinion, I can back up my opinion. I don't say things. I don't just make stuff up out of whole cloth. And when you ask a question, when you say Saints and Buccaneers, you have no credibility. I mean, that's just not a credible answer, Hugh. I mean, you could say a lot of things. You could say, you know, maybe you have a justification for you know the Cowboys and somebody or. The, you know, the, the, the Packers and somebody, you know, I, at least on paper, the Rams and somebody, even, you know, you're looking forward to, I don't know, the Cincinnati Bengals and no, somebody, I mean, I you know, it. the and Bengals like said, and somebody, I, I, you know, I the Bengals and Browns. But when you say the Saints, no offense to the Saints, be like saying if you said the Falcons are Bucks. I, I love the Falcons, but that is not on your list. Listen, and I, and I just shared that with family. So it's not like I feel like I said anything. Like I just shared that, I, I just shared that with family. I respect both of their analysis. It's just that, you know, when I initially hear them talk about quarterback play, I just kind of chuckle a little bit, just a little. Yeah, and, and when you come out and you say, what game, what's the, what's the best game on the schedule, and that might Saints be and be- Bucks? And, and he's entitled to his opinion. Yeah, but he I mean, I don't, how do you opinion. even get, again, I don't even know how you get there. I mean, <laughs> but, what corner but, do you have to go around but, to get there? But like I said, like, listen, and, and, and he, he prepares, he's prepared, he does his job, he does a great job. I'm not saying that he doesn't. I, Does he I think Drew Brees and Sean Payton are still but, there? But, John, when you ask me that question, there's a couple games that, that that one right there comes to mind. That's the first one that comes to mind. Tampa Bay, uh, L.A. Rams. Yeah, Bills, Chiefs, Rams, Bucks, Packers, Bills. I mean, you got a lot of great games to pick from. Well, you got Kansas City and, and Buffalo, right? They got them on, they're on the schedule too, right? You got Kansas City and Buffalo. Yeah, I'll go you got Kansas. By the way, you got Kansas City in the box. You got Mahomes against Brady. How's it go? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, but hey, I, I apologize for that because that that was me being a little snippy, and I know I I, I turned somebody off. But you're looking forward to Jameis Winston. <laughs> somebody in the car, and I said, I can't stand that Hugh Douglas. He's a he's a football snob. And by, really. by that, that's not me hating on the Swampers. By the way, I mean it may sound like that to you guys. But I would say the same thing. If he come out and said Falcons Bucks, I would have said, what the hell? I mean, we're not there yet. We're not that team. Maybe the Saints fans believe that, that I don't think they're that team. I think right now, frankly, the Bucks are making the playoffs, and I think they run away with the division on paper. You know, we, we can't know about injuries and things of that nature, or teams over or underperforming. I think the Bucks are the only uh, above 500 team in the division. The, the Saints aren't making the playoffs. If Alva, We don't even know about Alvin Gamera's status. What if Alvin Gamera is out for half the year? Yeah, he got he got some issues. He did no with. kidding. Yeah, he got some issues. You know, I mean, they lost Armstead. You, you drafted a rookie to fill that spot. Oh yeah, this rookie's going to come in and take his spot. Okay, you say so. You know, I mean, I know they've got a good defense. Yeah, they got Honey Badger now. Okay, it's fine. But I mean, are they? You got Jameis a quarterback. That's always an adventure. I mean, could they overperform? Sure. Could they overperform and win ten or eleven games? Of course. 
But you've got Dennis Allen as head coach, too. So, I mean, could they underperform? Yeah. I don't think they – like, as far as – And no Gibbons think, with that team. Yeah, they're not going to change that. Any, anybody who thinks it's a Gibbon with that team probably ain't paying attention. Yeah, I'm just saying. Not, All right, so we're going to be monitoring here and see if anything has happened here. I'm going to, like uh, – oh, let's see if Rappaport's got anything. You kind of killed Dan Orlovsky, too, though, on Slyly. Slyly cause well, yeah, you, I mean, of course. <laughs> the way you said his name when you said it, like, with disgust. Well, I mean, again, I, you can – I. I'll say things that some people will, you know, on Twitter or on the air, and they'll go, I can't believe you said that. But, well, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, me but, too. You know, me but, too. I'll, but I'll justify it, you know. I don't know how you would – if I said to you, you know what game I'm looking forward to more than any other game in the NFL, Saints and Bucks. I don't know how I'd justify that. You know, I, that's Dennis Allen. I can't wait for that Dennis Allen showdown against Todd Bowles. Huh? Why? <laughs> Why? Okay. All right, we're getting some of the releases that are starting to happen for the schedule. We said select games – are going to happen here. Um, week two, Monday Night Football. You, they have announced a doubleheader for week two of Monday Night Football. Here, are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. This is going to be, uh, uh, let's see here, do, do, do week two, Monday Night Football doubleheader. Tennessee against Buffalo is the early game, so the uh, Titans against the Bills, followed by the late game, which will be, oh, they, I, that's right, it's not such a late game, but it's Minnesota and Minnesota Colt and Philadelphia. All right, so your Eagles are playing. This is going to be interesting to note, too. This week two Monday Night Football doubleheader is not a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Buffalo will start at 7.15 on ESPN. An hour and change later, Minnesota and Philadelphia will start. So they'll both be going on at the same time, but Minnesota and Philadelphia will be on ABC. So you'll have like the first uh, quarter and a half, and by the middle of the second quarter, you Minnesota, channels. Yeah, Minnesota and Philadelphia – We'll do what Abe does. We'll have multiple televisions on, and we'll watch them all. And we'll laugh and drink meat and laugh hearty laughs and enjoy TV and eat steak and cheese and all those things and laugh and it's football. You're not going to eat no, any cheese. No, I'm definitely going to eat cheese unless I take a pill. Wait, you're not going to do no more? You're not going to drive a, hell, they don't, they you're not gonna use, drive a Hellcat to a cheese store ever again? They, 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 don't use, they don't use real butter at the movie theater anymore. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Imitation butter? Yeah, because my stomach did not be upset. Well, I was going to ride that thing Maybe out. you could, yeah. you know, I, I can't believe it's not butter, Hugh. I don't know about that. Well, that's it's actually a brand you called. No, I know it's I know it's a brand, but <laughs> I can't I don't believe know, it's not I don't know about I don't know about that. I don't you know can, if I'm you, a fool you can with try. That. No, I ain't gonna fool with that. Uh, okay. I can't help you then. I'm gonna take them penitentiary chance. Uh, Mike Connie, man of many hats uh, around the corner here. We got to talk to him about Miles and what the uh what the five stripes are gonna do. Uh he is in the house. We're gonna talk to him live next, get the very latest as we continue with John and Hugh. Mike Connie live next on the morning show. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time to check in with Atlanta United and Atlanta Hawks broadcaster Mike Conti. Slides it forward, a shot, score! Brought to you by the Lindy and Sarah Group, Keller Williams Realty First Atlanta. Morning show with John and Hugh. No rest for Atlanta United. They're right back in action. U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday night in that swanky new uh, soccer-only stadium in Nashville. Nashville, Cashville. In uh, the next round. It's not round two. It's like round four or five or something. Horrible. Because uh, they don't take part in the early rounds because they're MLS teams and they get buys. Uh, Mike is in studio with us uh, talking about uh, Mike. MLS soccer and, of course, Atlanta United. Nice win. Hey, how about Ronaldo Cineros with that hat trick, huh? It's big, you know, and Chris Goforth asked me yesterday on his show, what changed, you know, what changed between Saturday and the prior four weeks when Atlanta United was not scoring goals? I know it sounds like a smart alecky answer, but it, it really is true. No, the ball just went in the net. Like, they've done everything in the last couple matches prior to Saturday to have a four-goal game. You know, the key passes have been there. Uh, the the shots on target have been there. The overall shots, the possession. I mean, everything that, that goes into having a four-goal game, it's been there. They've just been unlucky. Cisneros finally was able to get some of those chances finished off on Saturday, which was huge. And, and the other... Reason why it's really big, just from a confidence standpoint, John, is Joseph's probably not going to be back before the international break in June. So you're going to have to ride through the next couple matches with Cisneros and Dwyer. It's going to have to be a combination of those two at center forward. And now you have Cisneros and Dwyer, who have both had multiple goal games in the last couple weeks. So that's good. That's big. Now you know that you don't have to be solely reliant on Joseph to finish these chances off. Do you start Dwyer Wednesday and give Cisneros a rest to uh, MLS against New England? <sighs> wow, great question. Um, if I were Gonzalo Pineda, and I am not, and I've never been a, a football coach or manager or anything like that, I would probably give Cisneros the day off Wednesday and look to start him Sunday against New England. Uh, but so much of that has to do with Dwyer and is his leg 100%. He was dressed and in the match day 20 on Saturday, so that makes me think that he is healthy enough to play. 
Uh, but th- yeah, this is a tricky one from a match compression standpoint. How is Nashville going to approach the match on Wednesday is another question because this is the first time they've been in U.S. Open Cup since they entered MLS. So we don't really know how they're going to approach it either. Um, I think you could rotate at the striker spot Wednesday and be fine, and it might be prudent to do it on Wednesday. But again, I'm not the coach and never have been. So that's just a guess. It's a good question. I, I want to say before I ask my question, I, I got a chance to listen to you Saturday, you and uh, Jason Longshore. Great broadcast. Thank you. Especially when you were trying not to describe when the guy got kicked in the mommy-daddy button. You were just trying to leave it. You, you caught that, huh? No, but it yeah. was funny because I like, – We had him on after, by the way. Yeah. I, and I, and I asked him, I'm like, uh, hey. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> had a little injury there. Are you okay? <laughs> you know what he said? <laughs> I'm fine. No, like, he, he, said, he said, no, I, I, I just had a little knock. Like, yeah, a little knock. Yeah, it was a little knock. All right, no, yeah, poor guy. That was that was like, like seriously, all the energy, the byplay of you and and Jason together, man. It was it was a joy to listen to because normally I watch it on television. But Mike, what we gonna do, Miles Robinson? About Miles Robinson, man. What we gonna do? Uh, Pray. Because we, we, we still don't, we don't know. We don't know. Now, We're speculating. I mean, we, we don't I, know yet. My right? guess is if it, if there were some good news, we might have had that leak out by now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, we were told after the match on Saturday he would have an MRI. I don't know if the MRI has occurred. Um, sometimes I think even you need swelling to go down a little bit before you can do the MRI. I'm not a doctor. I'm not positive about that. So I don't know if the MRI took place yesterday or not. The only thing you can hope for is that it is not as much damage as he feared it to be when it occurred. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing you can not, hope Not for. a complete tear, in other words. Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, that uh, it's sad. I mean, it's, it's sad that we have to hope that it's only partially torn yep. or maybe only severely strained. Um, but it's sad for United. It's sad for the National League, but, but especially for Miles. It's so sad for Miles because if he, he was can't play, play in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, the World Cup's six months away, so you can do the math. Um, but if it's it, not severely torn. Then cross your fingers. He right. might still be yeah. okay. He yeah. just had to get it, it, match fit. But, but I, I worry because now we're speculating on things that I we know, don't know I know, about. I know, I, I, I get that. But, uh, yes, uh, you, the World Cup is six months away. Miles was going to be one of the starting center backs for the U.S. men's national team at the World Cup. It appears that might not happen now because of an injury suffered Saturday. And it's so sad for him personally because, you know, we've seen a a big performance in a World Cup can be such a career springboard for a player. Mm -hmm. And I hate to think that Miles could potentially be deprived of that now. Not to mention the enormous impact it has on Atlanta United. Now, for the third time this year, you've got to find a captain. For the third time this year. If, uh, I, if it, I had told you beginning of the year, three bad injuries. Oh, by the way, those are Joseph, Brad Guzan, and Miles. Oh, my God. You, I would worry if Atlanta United would win a game. Right. You know, I, I, it, it, and not it's not just those three, too, because it's also Osvaldo Alonso. Oh, true. You know, and that's a major loss as well. Speaking of that, you know, with all these, this team is suffering from all these major injuries. Is that going to change the way that Atlanta United plays, you think? No, not at all. I, and I, I think they've been pretty resolute in saying that, look, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We obviously evaluate things on a week-to-week basis, but we're going to keep doing things the way we want to do it. Um, now, what it could potentially do, Hugh, when you lose Miles Robinson now, 
the transfer window is closed. You cannot sign another center back until, I think, the first week of July. Um, so with the transfer window being closed, I think you have six more MLS matches that you need to navigate with only three center backs on your roster. You can do some short-term hardship call-ups. You can bring up some ATL UTD2 players for, uh, on like a match-by-match basis right. to maybe get a fourth one in. The, but, Hugh, to answer your question, I think the one thing it takes off the table would be Atlanta United playing in a back line of three, which they mm-hmm. have done occasionally this year, not a lot, occasionally. I think now, just with the numbers game, you're pretty much firmly in a 4-3-3, a 4-2-3-1. It would be much harder to go into a back line of three because then you don't have a center back to bring off the bench. That would be the only you know possible change. But for the most part this year, they've been in a 4-3-3 anyway. So I don't think it would dramatically change much. All right, the the man of many hats. I'm going to take a 90-degree right turn, okay? Okay. You and I are, and Hugh, but we're huge college football fans. Yes. Okay, so the transfer portal, talking about it with Mike Griffin, I'd like to get your idea on this. Jordan Addison, there's like four or five four-stars that have popped into the portal. Do you agree with the American Football Coaches Association's come out and said, we've got to put serious – Time constraints and guardrails on this. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. I think what scares me the most about the transfer portal and NIL, and I I think there are issues that go hand in hand right now because if someone doesn't get the NIL they want, they're going into the transfer portal now. Who are the adults that are advising these athletes? Who's helping them? Who's guiding them? And, And here's what makes me nervous, okay? Is it an agent? I don't know if the agent always has the best interest of the student athlete in mind. Is it, you know, a family member? Uh, you know, sometimes you get the the crazy uncle over there or, you know, the the dad who might not have 100% pure interest in mind when it comes to financially capitalizing off uh, his son or nephew or whatever. Uh, is it someone with the university? And there might be a trust issue there between the student athlete and a university representative. What scares me right now is I don't know if if the kids who are going, I shouldn't say kids, I'm sorry, young men who are going in and women who are going into the transfer portal are getting enough guidance, enough um, adult supervision to know that they're doing this the right way. Because when I hear that a large percentage of student-athletes who go into the transfer portal never get out of it, that scares me. That scares me. That makes me think that a lot of young men and women are throwing away college scholarships and a chance to play you know, collegiately in whatever sport uh, because they're looking to get a little bit more NIL. That, that concerns me. But see, that, I think that's the problem, Mike, because you do have people that are in certain situations in, in life where – they're looking at this money as a huge windfall. And to me, honestly, when I think about it, these kids are being treated like professionals. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go where they get the highest bidder. So yeah. to, to your point, I think that, like me personally, I, I like the fact that the kids are being able to put themselves in position to, to, to have some financial stability after college. But to your point, they, they have to have somebody in their ear that's going to help, you know, put the money away from right. and make some of the right decisions. And, and because it, they still are. Like, I know you didn't want to say it to young men, but they are kids because yeah. you're getting a windfall of money. Well, and you don't you, know what to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember at Penn State, you know, it, this was 20 years ago now, but I had friends who were on the football team, and they, they'd get a little stipend, 
you know, at the start of every semester. That stipend, in a lot of cases, was spent in like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. because they're kids, you know. (laughs) They want to go, you know, do something to their car or, or, you know, buy a video game system or something like that. And, you know, I don't worry about the star, you know, the Heisman contending quarterbacks or, uh, you know, the the Naismith Award winning basketball player. I don't worry about those guys because Mm -hmm. they're going to make their money professionally. I worry about that next tier of student-athletes who may be overvaluing themselves a little bit. Yeah. You know, and they might be wiggling themselves out of not only a professional career, but maybe the rest of their collegiate education. Yeah. Because they're trying to play hardball right now. penitentiary chances, yeah. Right. It just scares me. So, yes, robustly agree with the AFCA. Have to have some some guardrails. And, And I also agree with Mike Griffith. I don't know if the federal government's the right entity to be overseeing that either. I don't know who is, but I don't know if it's the federal government. That's for sure. Not the NCAA. No, not at all. It's probably going to end up being the conferences. Yep, exactly. And they probably are going to break away, as Gene Smith said. Yeah, no doubt. And this will be another push towards that. Yep. Mike, as always, thanks. All right, guys. You're the man, Mike. And next up, here's the world. Yes, well, I'm going to talk about the movie that I saw this weekend. It was pretty awesome. Really, really awesome. I'll tell you more about that on the other side of Sports Radio 929 again. Promise I won't spoil it. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA 14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, you ready? Back to more John and Hugh. Let's do it. Heck yeah. John and Hugh. Oh, yeah. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Thoughts this unique can only develop in one place. The, the mind, mind of Hugh Douglas. Douglas. John said it this Chris morning. Triscodicophobia. This is Hugh's world. Habanero. I got to say it like that. Habanero. How, how about I just say habanero? On John and Hugh. T- TMI, but underwear is not a part of my daily regimen. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. You know what, John? I'm starting to get a bad rap, man, and I don't appreciate that. What, why are you talking too much to Abe? Well, no, not that. I mean, <laughs> but I was talking to my man Zeke Love. on. You know, we, we interact on the Twitter. And, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, the movies and whatnot. And so he asked me on, on the Twitter. He said, hey, so are you going to talk about the movie? Are you going to talk about Doctor Strange? I said, yeah. And I said, I promise I'm not going to uh, spoil it. And then he writes back, I'm glad I already saw it. Dude, 
I do not spoil movies. I have not spoiled a movie since I've been. Okay, maybe one or two, maybe. But those are movies that people have we already seen. We didn't spoil seen. the ending of Ozark. I didn't spoil. No, we didn't. But for whatever reason, man, people get real funny acting when it comes to like telling anything about the movie. And I don't do that. I don't do that because I know for a fact sometimes our boss, Rick Caffey, listened to the station and he likes the fact that I, you know what I mean, I, I kind of dance around a little bit. So I don't I don't give away the endings All right, so to the movies. How or, many, or give away these, on the, a five-star thing, how many stars do you give Doctor Strange on a five-star? I give it like four. Hey, how many stars did you give Doctor Strange? You, you, you don't want to. You, the, the mic doesn't work. You didn't. Uh, you got it. You got some mic issues. But but this oh. here's the thing, John. I, I will say this. It it's because when I when I went, there was some kids. It was funny, man. And God bless. God bless the parents that bring little kids to the, to the movie theater. I don't have a, like I have kids, so it doesn't bother me. But it it could tend to bother other people. But it's funny because it was these cute little kids behind us, man, and, and some stuff that was happening in the movie. You can hear them go, ooh, what is that? And the mom trying to, the mom and dad trying to get them to calm down or whatever. And I'm just laughing, right? Because I'm like, boy, who thought this was a good idea to bring these young kids? Oh, you know, to the you know what movie did that for me? I, well, I, back way back in the day, back in what, uh, I guess it was the early 2000s or somewhere around there. When Starship Troop, Troopers came out, yeah, I went to oh, see the it. Bugs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was and, and some lady, pretty. some lady had like two, like seven and eight year old kids. I thought, you know, at some point no, I wanted John, to turn around and go, like, they like, don't need to be in this film. These were like two and three, three and four, or something like that. And yeah. it was funny. It was just the cutest little thing. But for the most part, they were pretty quiet. But but, but it wasn't Starship Troopers bloody. No, it wasn't like that. But I, I will say this: this is a little like, this is a little bit different than the Marvel movies that we've seen in the past. Because I, I think this is the introduction to the second phase, if I'm not mistaken, A. This is the second production this is the second intro this is the introduction to the second phase, I should say. The fourth phase of Marvel? Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Okay, well the fourth phase. I didn't know that. Because I knew that they were going in a different direction. And and they're trying to set up a lot of different movies that are are forthcoming in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is going to be you know pretty exciting. I, I don't want I'm not going to give away any spoilers, Ezekiel Love. I'm not going to do that. But this whole parallel universe thing, that's going to be like it's funny, and, and it, it, it's funny because it started like with the CW and and the fr- the Flash paradigm, the paradox I should say. Flashpoint, all of that. I, I know you're not a comic yeah, book fan. I, I, yeah, you, so, you've so lost me here. So basically, Flashpoint, if you watch the television show, it's about how Flash goes back into, he goes back in time, and he alters history. Okay. And because of that, certain thing, when he alters one thing, something else happens. And sure, right, yeah, you start so, messing with so, that. Yeah, yeah so, so that's that's what's happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. And I think that with them being able to do that, John, it's going to open up like Marvel for the for the fourth phase, since I've been mistaken. But they it, reset characters up. and things of Man. that nature? Yes. Uh, so much so that, you know, just reading, reading some stuff about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're going to reboot. They're going to be reboot a lot of lot of characters and, and give other people chances to, to play different characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like Iron Man? Uh, 
maybe. I know that there has Captain been some America talks. I, well, I, I know there has been some talks. Have you have you watched any of the Disney the Disney uh remakes of some of the stuff that Marvel's doing? Like, have you seen Loki? No, you haven't seen Loki. You haven't seen. Uh, I probably haven't seen anything since Endgame. You haven't seen Marvel What If? No, I would say Endgame was the last thing I saw. Okay, well, well, see, <laughs> Disney, since Disney owns the rights to Marvel, they are doing a lot of stuff, man, and it's pretty cool how they are tying in certain elements of the television shows that they're producing right now into the aspect of the movies. Mm-hmm. So I suggest that if you're going to, you know, be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you probably need to get Disney or or a Fire Stick and start, you know, Fire Sticking that thing because if you don't, you're going to be lost when it comes to some of the movies. Yeah, I, they, they go so fast and they throw so much at you, you know. Yeah, I mean, I right. mean it is. Oh, and something else. Did, is anybody else excited because I was watching Winning Time last night? But did anybody else see the preview for House of Dragons? Yeah, I mean, the previews oh are out. Goodness. Yeah, I know. Oh, boy, man. I tell you what, I got sucked right back in, Yeah, John. because House of Dragons is coming out. So is the Lord of the Rings. They're both coming oh, out. Oh, man. Wait a minute. They doing the Lord of the Rings? Yep. Again? In the Lord of the Rings series, TV series. I don't know if I – what are they going to do with that? I beat the heck out of me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I'm, I'm confused, John Freaky. What are they going to yeah. do with that? Yep, they're doing a Lord of the Rings TV series, and they're doing uh, they're doing House of Dragon. Yeah, the House of Dragon looked like it's going to be pretty dope, though. You know, and it's going to go through the House – what is it, House Targaryen? It's been so long since I've seen Game of, Game of Thrones, the House Targaryen. You know what's going to happen? Don't what's you? that? Uh, spoiler alert, dragons are going to win again. But they all died out, so they well, ain't gonna be too much. Uh, they, they'll bring them back by because they, they there was an actual news story, Hugh, uh-huh. last week. Okay, an actual news story that said that scientists now, real in real life, are saying that they think that they can extract from DNA for extinct species like the dodo bird. Are you talking about some old Jurassic Park yes. type stuff, John? I mean, they said Splice, if they- DNA splicing. Yeah, they say that they, they, they may be able to bring back some extinct species like the dodo bird, and if they can do that, then it's a far leap for us to think that they could bring back velociraptors or brontosauruses. If they bring back the dodo bird, that would be- yeah, and I just I'm looking at the story now. Meet the scientists who are bringing these things. These, yeah, I hear it's not a big leap to think that they can go from dodo birds to velociraptors, and that the Jurassic Park wasn't just a pipe dream, but might actually be. It's <laughs> sort of like you know when Star Trek did, was doing communicators, and now we DNA. have cell phones. Wait a minute, how do they know it's the DNA of the dodo bird? Because it's uh, it's forever encased in some kind of amber or something. No, don't tell me they're doing. So they really doing this Jurassic Park thing? Well, apparently. I mean, yeah. I mean, they've already done a clone, right? The the, the dolly the sheep thing. So. They, you know, that's funny that you mentioned that because that whole sheep thing went away after the lady said they cloned one. And yep. You never heard nothing else about it. Yeah, I know. It's mighty funny. Like we eat a whole lot of chicken. Hmm. Well, because they're because now they're out there saying they're saying well, you now they're out there saying that you know if you give uh, this one company is saying if you give us like hairs from your pet, if your pet dies, we can clone your pet. Seriously? Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> so now, if Fido see, dies, you we can see, make a new Fido. See, Rob, <laughs> like, hey, John is going to have me go down another rabbit hole now. I'm going to go home and Google, like, resurrection of pets or or or, or, or uh, cloning pets. I'm going to see what right, that looks we like. We start playing God, though, and cloning human beings, you. Uh, How do you know they haven't already done it? Oh, yeah, we really uh, We don't know. Robert. We, we don't really know. We don't know, you. We don't know. It's probably a good thing Abe doesn't There's have a There's probably some mic. labs in some places, and we don't know what's going on in those labs. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably a good thing Bat Abe viruses and everything else, you know? I mean, I don't want... It's like, you know, with these robotics, when you watch these robotics, what they've gotten to with 
you know, these interactive, you know, AI. I, you know, Terminator might not be wrong. No, Skynet saw, might be real. Jurassic Park might be real. Speaking of that, I saw a robot that was dancing on the pole in a video yeah. on, online, yeah. which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is really weird. This conversation got kind of weird to us. Well, but you, you started it. You <laughs> talked about multiverses hey, and rebooting world, people yeah. and rebooting things. Yeah, you started talking about dodo birds <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> uh, this has nothing down. to do. Dodo birds have nothing to do with Andy and Randy. They just got they got a bunch of stuff going on today. Yes, they do. And they're coming up top of the hour. We'll talk to them next on the morning show with John Hugh. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.